Hey you. Yeah, you. The one trying to make a video game. I've got someone here that can help you, and that someone is Intel, which is not a someone, it's a company. But this company, they are going to help you as if they were a somebody and a someone and also a something. Check out software.intel.com slash gamedev to find out how Intel is making sure all the innovation in gaming continues to happen on the PC as part of the Intel Game Dev program. Again, that URL is software.intel.com slash gamedev. Sign up and start something new. It's the internet, you're busy, let's do this. Welcome to the Games Beat Decides podcast. It's the podcast where we decide everything that happens in the world of games so you don't have to think for yourself. I'm your host, Jeffrey Grubb. With me is... Mike Minotti. I'm not your host. You are not the host, Mike. Not the mama. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, that's good stuff, huh? There's a show. Yeah, that's a good... Where, why don't they make shows like that anymore? That's what I always say. In today's episode, we're going to go over some news... We're going to talk about some games. Uh, we're going to decide what was the best game of March 2018. And yeah, I think that's going to wrap up the whole show once we get through all that. First, I want to thank everyone for joining us. Um, you can get more from me and Mike at gamesbeat.com. If you have something to share with this podcast, you can email us at gamespluspodcast.adventurebeat.com or get us on Twitter at, at GBDecides or at GamesBeat. If you're watching on Facebook or YouTube or Twitch, there's an audio version of this show. You can get it on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, anywhere where pods are caught. Finally, if you like the show, rate us on, rate us on Apple Podcasts. It helps people find it. Mike, how you doing? I'm pretty good. Not bad. I've been buying a house, which has been taking up some some time, but it's exciting. Yeah, it's a whole process, huh? But you're, you're gonna you are you on the home stretch or is this yeah like we're a closing on process? Monday. No, we're closing on closing Monday, on Monday. So it's it's so. happening. I think unless something cataclysmic happens, uh, it should be good. So how 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 much did gaming become a consideration when you were buying a house? You were like, oh, this could be my Nintendo room, and this could be my Sega oh, Genesis room. No, no, nothing like that. I mean, I'm you know single, all living alone, so it's just in a, with a dog. So it's a two bedroom place. I have like a bedroom and an office. I was actually more concerned about having a nice place to uh, to do my Bob Ross painting. Like I'll, you know, I can okay. put a TV right. anywhere, right? But uh, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, the way I so like, I mean, do you need like the light to come in like at a right angle? No, it's whatever? more about just having a studio? crappy place. No, it's because like right now <laughs> I paint in my room and I have to, like put sheets everywhere, right? So I get I have an unfinished basement. I can just uh, you know okay. throw the thing, cool. throw like yeah, just kind of paint wherever I want, whack the brush all I want. Uh, it'll be good. That's cool. All right, that's that's pretty fun. Um. Okay, well, yeah, let us know how that goes. I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing about it so I can figure out how to if buy I was a house one, gonna one have day for a, myself. Yeah, if, I, if it was going to be a wacky room, it would be a tiki bar. That's what I would make, but so that's number, that's number one. That's number one on the wacky list? Yeah. Or like, number two after uh, the Bob yeah. Ross room? Well, it's not really a... See, the Bob Ross room is just a crappy basement, which I have. But like maybe someday I'll section off half of that basement and then create the uh, incredible tiki bar a la Trader Sam's in Disneyland. That's you know really what it's coming <laughs> to. But then you wouldn't have a reason to go to Disneyland anymore. Oh, I mean, I would never that's, be able to make something that's as true. good. Yeah, you take that back. <laughs> um, I am getting sick, Mike. I don't like it one bit. Um, I could tell it's in, it's not happened yet. That's it, happening. It's right now. It's yeah. It's that tickle in the back of the throat. It's like the eyes feeling 
way too tired and itchy. Like they shouldn't be this tired yeah. and itchy, but they are. Who knows? You're old. Uh, this could be the, this could be the big one. Yeah, this just could be it. Like we could be just wrapping <laughs> things up right now. Welcome to the last episode of Game Suite Decides. Uh, rip. <laughs> Next one's a memorial for me. Um, yeah. <laughs> who knows? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I uh, the big thing here is I have to go to PAX this weekend. And so it's like, it feels like it's just like the two things are going to collide. And if I do end up going, I'll just be patient zero for a bunch of other people getting sick. I'll be the PAX plague uh, little monkey that you know caused the outbreak. Um, so I'm not looking forward to that. I'm hoping to wrap up this episode and then go and then maybe take a, a hot shower and just like close my eyes in a dark room while the shower's going for a while. And then I'm going to sleep. That's my big plans. But first, I, I had a I had probably, panic attacks today, both while showering and while taking a nap. It was awful because I was in what? the shower. I was in the shower and uh, okay, this is a like, very long Yeah, this but, sounds very good to me. So I'm like, I'm like very curious. Like, so I was works. just in the shower and then um, all of a sudden the uh, the light went out and I have this like irrational fear of just suddenly going blind. So yeah. I assume yeah, no. that's what happened. Yeah. Yeah, we can get into my rational fear some other time. So I get that totally. Yeah. yeah, so I was like, oh, no, it's happened. This is it. I can't see anything. And then, like, I looked down at my glow-in-the-dark watch, and it was, you know, showing things. So I was like, oh, never mind. I'm okay. But I was terrified <laughs> for a moment there. It was awful. Of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, my fear is I'm going to uh, accidentally swallow my tongue. Yeah. Eating. So I'm, like, overly careful. Bad. Yeah. And then like, I was, it just came out of nowhere. Yeah. And then I was sleeping, and a freaking uh, thunderstorm rolled in and scared the bejesus out of me. So. <laughs> Nothing but fun. That's Ohio, though, man. Yeah. That's Ohio. Um, okay. We should uh, probably get into some of these games. Uh, what, Mike, what, why don't you start? Why don't we give, give me a Fortnite update? That's what I'm most curious about. Oh, I won a solo game. Did I, no, I talked about that last week. That was the first thing I that did was, before. That, that's, yeah, it was right. At, like You that's came right. on the show right it's, after winning. Obviously, I've still been so riding you're, you're still that. riding that high. Okay. Well, yeah. it, it hasn't right. gotten better than that. That's for sure. Uh, that's kind of the problem. Like I almost feel like I beat Fortnite in a way. <laughs> <laughs> that nothing I, right like yeah. unless i start winning like a lot like like that right. what is it now like oh here's my win rate no i just wanted to, i wanted to just be so oppressive that i won once even though i know it like ultimately maybe isn't I, i've still been playing it but uh mostly with friends duos and squads and stuff and, you know yeah, it's still right. a lot of fun so, something's going on with a meteor i don't quite understand it uh people think yeah that, people are saying People think it's gonna like it's gonna hit tilted towers and leave a crater there because right. tilted towers is too OP in terms of a drop, so everyone drops there and really? it ruins the flow of the match. That's yeah, that's guess, the uh, the big theory. See, I, mean, I guess I don't play enough to know that. I just don't go to tilted towers. Uh, right. But I mean, you know, if people think it's a problem, then uh, I, I always assume that because there's a, an equivalent to that of that in PUBG, right? The uh, the school or something. Yeah, the th- the school is the is like the, where where you go when you like when you want to get spicy. You know, a lot of people are going to drop there, right. but you're not necessarily going to come out with better weapons than everyone else if you go to the school. You could still go a bunch of other places. The thing with the tilted towers, I guess, is it just has such you have such a better chance of coming out with better weapons than anyone else in the area that no one goes to any of the uh, surrounding areas. Well, at least people that play a lot. I guess so. maybe maybe um. Fortnite has more rare drops than PUBG. Maybe I'm incorrect there. Like, I don't know there's anything quite as like cool as like, oh, I got a rocket launcher this round in PUBG. Right. Yes. Yeah. I mean, they're not really. No. Yeah. That That's just, there are some really great weapons in PUBG, like the Groza, but it's not a rocket launcher. It's not the same thing. Sure. Um, I, uh, I do hope that, I think that'd be interesting though, if they, if they change up the map, through an event like that, yeah, it's a very it's smart thing. That's what they end up doing. I think it's neat just to, you know, in general, kind of do things that change things up every once in a while, right? Right. 
Yes, for sure. Um, I, uh, I, I've played it once since you got your win, and uh, I don't know, still, still hard for me to, we'll to do some get duos sometimes. That's a good idea. That's not a bad idea. I mean, maybe you'll have fun, man. You'll have fun playing yeah, with maybe. me. Yes. Well, I won't because it's you, but uh, you know, maybe we'll win. I'll have fun doing that. Um, uh, how about uh, Star Wars Battlefront Two? I know you did a check in uh, on that game. I, I've got it. I've got it here loaded on my PC, and I haven't booted it up. But you have. Like, what, what's going on with that game? Yeah. So I don't know about you, but I only played the beta. Once the actual game came out, there was so much kind of like drama and sort of bad vibes around it. I didn't really have like I couldn't muster the will to actually buy it. But um, I hear you. Yeah, so the you know the the changes happened with the progression system, and then I also got a new computer, so I was like looking for things that would look nice on. I'm like, well, this will probably look pretty good. So yeah, I went ahead and finally uh, got a hold of that game, and I'll tell you what, yeah, it does look really good if you have a, a pretty a game. Titan X. It's a yep, pretty hurt. game. Like oh my, especially like that Camino level outside with the rain and the mm-hmm. waves. Oh baby, that's some yeah, hot that's stuff. Good, look, good looking video game. Yep. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, no, it's, it's it's fun, and you know, I'm sure maybe the game was you know fun while that progression stuff was happening, but the progression stuff was stupid. It is nice now to know. Oh yeah, look, I have all these heroes. Like I don't have to worry about unlocking them. Um, it's nice that you when you play a class or a hero, you can unlock things for them instead of like you know those are random. Uh, it's still it's like better. <laughs> there's still some weird things like right now, like loot crates mostly give credits and cosmetic items like emotes and stuff. You can't actually use credits for anything yet. That's coming in a patch later this uh, month. Or you'll be able to use those to buy skins. Uh, it's also weird to, like... So for, like, e- like the progression system... So it's like there's tiers of the levels, right? So you're playing Assault. Like, at Tier 2, you can then unlock a star card, right? But you also need to spend uh, the skill point currency, I think it's called. And you get one of those every time you level up. So you're also, like, unlocking the ability to buy things. But you get that currency by leveling up. It, it almost seems like they could have. It's a little redundant to me. Like, right, not just yeah. unlock it when, you know, I understand they were kind of like putting a system into a game that wasn't designed for it. So it's a little wonky. Right. But, feel, yeah, it does feel like it was engineered in reverse, yeah. right? Which it was. But the, the thing I kind of appreciate it is, you know, I, I like to play a lot of Overwatch uh, and Fortnite for shooters right now. Uh, Overwatch requires a very large amount of teamwork. So, mm-hmm. and uh, Fortnite is, you know, kind of. Usually by your by by yourself or some small group of friends, so there's a lot of skill involved. Uh, Battlefront is mostly twenty players versus twenty players, for the most part. Unless you like pick a hero or you go in an incredible run, for the most part, there's there's only so much you can do as a single player. Teams aren't coordinating like in the sense that they do in in Overwatch or other games. So you you don't like you know not that like I'm the person who like gets mad or like you know throws a fit when I lose a game or watch but it's not frustrating really when you lose in Battlefront right like right. what are you going to do mm-hmm. you're kind of just yeah, playing that- having fun looking for those kind of cool moments of glory like oh I killed three people in a row or oh, I get to be a hero now and then you win or you lose I think that was one of the reasons that the progression was so disheartening in the game originally uh, because that was always the case. It's always been the case with the first game, and especially, I think, Battlefront 2 for some reason. Uh, you, you win or you lose. It's like, okay, whatever. I was just kind of playing to have a good time and have these individual moments and to have some overarching progression. 
In the original game, it just never really felt like you were making much of a, a, an advancement after each thing. But in this one, it's like you win or you lose. Okay, whatever. But at least now I'm, I'm moving towards some goals for these individual heroes that I've picked or whatever. So that's that was that, that's where they went so wrong with this game, I think. And now they've, they've figured that out and are addressing that head on. Um, I, I'm still planning to check it out, but I'm, I'm glad to hear you're at least enjoying it and uh, it's not like a complete garbage fire anymore. No, it's fun. Uh, I haven't played yeah. like a whole time. I haven't touched the campaign or anything, but uh, eh, yeah, maybe don't. Fun. Maybe I, the only person I know who's like enthusiastic about that campaign is my brother, and I don't trust him because no one else cares as much as he. Everyone else is like, yeah, it's not very good. And he's like, oh, it's, real it's cool. not very good. Like, it's not either. very good. It's 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 just boring and it's boring. Uh, and it's boring and stupid. Yeah, I think that's right. Um, let, let's uh, let's not curse the Monkey Island out of, or curse of Monkey Island out of the way, uh, and then I'll get onto my games. Oh, I mean, so you you just kind of you were playing this, you going back? I mean, there yeah, was a re-release that I missed, right? So it's on Good Old Games, uh, finally. So Curse uh, of Monkey Island okay. is a nineteen ninety seven adventure game. It was, you know, as as kind of a story as Lucas Arts is. Uh, Venture game history is this was the, the only hand drawn one they did. They did a bunch of pixel ones, then they did this hand drawn one. Then the very next one was Griffin Nango, which was 3D. So it's kind of interesting that way, uh, right? And it's this uh, beautiful game. It was it was one of the first ones I played, uh, and I absolutely fell in love with this game. This was like a form. This was like a formative game for me in my sort of uh, earlier days when I was 11 at the time. It was it was a huge deal for me. Beautiful game, super funny, uh, great puzzles. And it, it, it was not available digitally until now. So like, it was very hard to play unless you pirated it or somehow like got the CDs and you then had to get some other software to make it all work. So having this on Good Old Games is uh, really, really cool. Yeah, that's uh, that's nice. So you're uh, how are you playing it now? Where you in, in what way couldn't you play it before? Uh, that's, that question didn't come out right, but you know what I mean. Well, uh, do I know what you mean? What what is it, now that it's available on good old games? How are you playing it that wasn't like, possible well, before? Well, it was just getting it was kind of the problem before, right? Like I don't know. What okay, so it's just straight up. Okay. Right, okay. and now it so runs. So you had to like well. have like a physical. You did like, like the floppy disks or something before, or like CDs. Like it was that yeah, hard. It was a CD. C- so okay, it was CD still, but uh, it was you know a little bit of a thing to track down. Plus, God knows where my CDs are. Even then, I think you had to run the game in the scum VM. What what, what is your do you have much of an affinity for these uh, LucasArts adventure games like I do? I don't. I guess I don't. No, I, I just I no. I my uh, it was hard enough to kind of get my parents to get me a, uh, a like a Super Nintendo. It took years, and uh, the consoles were the things I was like focused on. Cause I'm like that seems possible. Getting them to get us a PC that was capable of running games, like we, but like when it, in the heart of that era, like when all that stuff was happening, is when my parents got us an Apple II. So we were running pretty far behind. Eventually. That changed a little bit, uh, just a few years later after all this. But at the time, it was very much like they weren't going to spend money on anything that was going to be able to run modern games in the middle of the 1990s. Uh, so I no, I missed out on all of that. It was a bummer because I could tell that they were good. I saw some of my friends playing them here or there when I would go over to their houses and watch them over their shoulders and be like, okay, this this does seem very cool, but it just wasn't in my realm of possibility. Yeah, the, so. LucasArts Adventure games were like specifically special. It seems like once you played one of them, you really kind of got into all of them. Like it was kind it of a series. Right? Yeah. Um, like it, one of the first like online game communities I was in was like this uh, LucasArts Adventure games community in a site called International House of Mojo and the Scum Bar. And yeah, all these like old things now, man. But yeah, I thought that was all just fantastic. It was yeah, definitely kind of one of my 
first big like online gaming presence was just doing this stuff. Yeah, I um, yeah, I was always jealous, and I've always wanted to kind of go back. But I've, I've like, I installed Scum VM a couple times and tried a few things. But I think not having that affinity and not really knowing where to start uh, has made it. Chris Monkey was on an awful place to start. It is the third one in the series. It's one I've definitely never tried. So yes, I think that might be a good idea. It's only seven bucks yeah. on thing, I think. So good old games. So not bad. Yeah, I'll check that out. Um, me, I have been playing a few games. Um, I, let's get a uh, PUBG Savage up first here. So, uh, last night at 7 p.m. Pacific time, um, the PUBG Corporation launched the test version. A, a third version of its game now is on Steam, and it's the experimental build. Uh, this only contains the new four by four maps. So that's four kilometers by four kilometers, where the old maps were eight kilometers by eight kilometers. Um, and so, so it's like it's it's a quarter of the size. You're going from 64 square kilometers down to 16, and that makes a huge difference in terms of how the game flows and moves. Especially, especially if you're going from like Erangel, which was the first map that everyone played a ton, and then Miramar, which was the second map that I think looked really cool and was very. It had a lot of variance in its design, uh, but it you almost always end up in the same situation where you are running across an open space. And there's someone who is already set up safe in the circle and, and they are fortified and there is nowhere for you to hide. Um, and you're almost always going to get killed by their long range shooting. Um, so the second map uh, kind of, I think is, is a disappointment for a lot of people. I don't hate it still. I, I still think there, it has its moments. A lot of people do hate it though. Um, and so this, this new map, the smaller map feels like such a departure and it feels like it, it probably was what they should have done as a follow-up to the, to the first map, instead of trying to do more of the same, but in a different setting with a slightly different, maybe play style. Um, and, and the reason it works so well, at least, you know, I've only played a, a couple of matches, but the, the, what it gives me hope that it'll work well in the long run is that there is a ton of cover. Um, it, it's still, it is, it is still large enough that vehicles make sense. But when you're, when you're in a vehicle, you can really just whip all the way across, all the way around the map and and it it can really you can really get uh, from one side to the other uh, r- really quickly um and then it also like it just seems like that the momentum of the match where on Myanmar you might get into a lot of scrapes early on that like that there was a lot of situations where okay we know people are going to jump here we're going to go in there and get in some fights and then if you come out the winner of one of those fights in one of those towns you might not see anyone else for the rest of the match until like the like the final 10 people are left and so, like, it created this huge gap in action in the middle of the match. With with uh, Savage, the code name of the map for the 4x4, um, with Savage, everything is is much more dense. And that's not just like, oh, there's dense foliage and there's lots of cover, but each town and, and like, um, army installation and, and, you know, boat dock or whatever, they they feel like they're, they're pretty far separated, but they're actually pretty close to one another. They're about, uh, at most... Uh, like one click away, like one of these kilometer square boxes away. So if you come out the winner of one of these spots, someone else is probably coming out in the same situation from another one of these towns, and you guys are inevitably going to clash next. And it seems like it's just kind of set up like a a set of dominoes where the matches are just going to continuously be feeding you people to encounter and either, you know, you'll, you'll die or you'll keep winning and end up winning the match. Um, so it, it, they're on the right track here. And I, I mean, this is the map they want to use for esports and stuff like that. And it seems like this is going to be the right path. For Interesting. It is one of the things I like about Fortnite is that smaller map. I, I think it, oh, it yeah. suits me a little bit more, at least. 
Yeah, I, I mean, people... I, I, this and PUBG was always going to need a smaller map. I mean, people have known that for a while, and that was like the early talks of the esports uh, uh, scene. Like they were trying to turn this into an esports thing like right away. Uh, but it was it was clear that the map was too big, uh, the action was too spread out. Uh, you needed something that was more manageable, not just from like a player standpoint, but from people calling the match. Um, so you know, Fortnite coming along and having that smaller map, and not even having vehicles at all. Uh, kind of showed like okay yeah that there are a ton of benefits to just shrinking this up a little bit getting people uh, to fight a little bit quicker and you know the match is like 15 minutes shorter than the other one because like in a, a standard PUBG mode if you get to the to the end on Arangel or Miramar you've played for between 30 and 35 minutes um, that's and that's a commitment that's a long time um, and and you you probably you almost you can't win unless you play for that long because it's just the way it's set up the way the circles work it's going to take that long. With this map, it's like, you know, 20 minutes maybe is, is, a, is a possibility for how long a, map, a match could last. And that's cool. So uh, it also it did steal one thing for Fortnite for sure. And it's the um, you can jump right back into a match immediately without having to go back to the home screen, which is like, OK, yeah, of course. Duh, do that. Yeah, um, I'm going to play some more of that. I'm looking forward to it. It's and I guess this is a really early test. They were saying they kind of wanted to get back to uh, the, the way they were when they were in alpha. And they want to be just getting feedback and constantly working on the game and feeling feeling like it's never finished, as opposed to like the push towards 1.0, which is very much what they were about last year. Um, so yeah, I, I think they want to get back into that that situation where they, that's where that's where they're comfortable. Where like, okay, we're working on this game and everyone understands that. We'll see if that turns it into a better game for people that were having problems with it. We'll see. Um, let's see. I got a couple other ones. Uh, Eco is a game I've been talking about for, for the last couple of weeks. Eco. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's done though. I think we're finished with it for now. Uh, we defeated we defeated and uh, blew up the meteor that was coming. Hooray! You win. Yeah, we won. Um, and then we immediately spawned another one and let it destroy our planet. So that was pretty cool too. Uh, it was it was actually super frightening to see that thing crash and create a huge mushroom cloud and the sky turned black and there was like all these um all these uh, uh, craters all over the planet. And uh, the dude that ran the server who ran our server, he used console commands, uh, you know, and server commands to turn into a God who was floating in the sky and throwing down more meteors at us. And he, he blew up my house and eventually dropped like a hundred meteors at once and the crashed scandal. the server. Yeah. It was actually a pretty good time to watch, but that game, that game, something special, you know, they um, it's, uh, you know, marketed as an educational game. And it, I think it really works. Uh, we, really did learn a ton about the way these interactions affect one another, especially from an, like an economic standpoint. Um, but there's lots to learn in there and in, in the game in terms of environmentalism, stuff like that. I think uh, like younger kids would even be able to benefit from. So uh, I hope that that game gets its chance to do what the creators want it to do. Like, you know, they do, they have that five, that $500, 100 uh, key pack on steam. And I just want, like, I want to hear uh, stories of teachers buying that and like spreading a bunch of the keys across a bunch of classrooms and having these classrooms set up their own towns and cities with their own laws. And there's a ton of potential for that. And I just kind of want to see the game fulfill that, but I, I don't know. Yeah. I, it's hard to ever imagine a school doing that. And in, in mm -hmm. like, you know, whenever you think about educational games, they never end up going anywhere. Really? Uh, you know, everything's still just math blaster and Oregon. Math blaster and Oregon. That's all you need. Really? Uh, yeah. I mean, that's what I, how do you think I got here? Yeah, um, I know, right? Uh, 
Uh, last game, Pixark. This is just Ark Survival Evolved, but for kids, it feels like. It's uh, got Minecraft graphics instead. Of course, um, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm still going to write about this. Um, Begrudgingly I, I or put, enthusiastically? I, I'm somewhere in between. I mean, I see the benefit. It's, I, I don't think it's for me, um, especially coming off a game like Eco, which is, has so many more systems. Uh, the thing that, that Pixark has is it has... Ark Survival involves insanely deep crafting system. There's so much stuff to make, and you're always unlocking new things to make. And I think kids really like uh, that stuff uh, where, where they get to have this really complex system in front of them that unveils, it, uh, unveils itself slowly so they can like absorb it all in and figure out like, the, like, and learn it like the back of their hands and know it better than, you know, their parents know anything. Uh, you know, kids have done that with Pokemon for years. They've done it with so many other kinds of games. Uh, and I think, this is a really good fit. It's just, it's not for me. Um, I'm, I don't know, at least not so far. Okay, Mike, uh, let's, let's hop into the news. Cause that's all I've got that I've been playing. Um, let's, let's start off from the top here. Do you have any love for red faction gorilla? Yeah. I mean, I didn't play as much as some people, but when did that come out? That was like 2007, 2008 or something. But yeah, it was a fun game. Yes. It, was, it was one of the, it, it, it was one of the kind of first, like, open world me too games right like i was doing that same kind of thing but it was a little interesting because it, it had the red faction yeah. like you know who's he what's it i guess you would call G- it geomod the geomod thing yeah. is what they called it uh but you know it was like an advanced version of their geomod stuff that they started in early red faction games and in this one it was like applied to buildings and you can take your big sledgehammer and knock the base of these buildings out and like the giant and these you know they felt like skyscrapers they weren't but they felt like it would just fall down and blow up and it was really satisfying and fun. And now it's getting a, uh, not a remastered edition, a remars third edition because it, it takes place on Mars. Yes. That's all the um, games too. Yep. Uh, it's coming to PC. It's coming to consoles. I don't think, I don't know if that means switch. I'd have to actually look it up, but I don't think that'd it be does. cool. That'd be nice. That'd be, yeah, I would like that for sure. Um, Honestly, I'll just like to play this game again. Uh, you know, I have it on my Steam. I, I have it right now. But, you know, I'll, I'll take a look and see what it looks like in 4K and, yeah, give it a shot. It was a good game um, that I enjoyed playing the hell out of it at the moment. And then always meant to go back to and, and, and re-explore it, but I have never done so. So this, uh, this is a good opportunity to do that. Um, virtual reality is, is still happening. Uh, the, like the Vibe Pro uh, just came yeah, Well, the Vibe Pro just came <laughs> out, and Dean just re- or did a, he did a hands-on. That's on the site right now. Uh, meanwhile, Sony, with the PlayStation VR, has dropped the, like, the bundle price, which I think includes like the camera and the move controllers. I think that's what the bundle is, for uh, down to $299, so $300 total. Um, that's, I mean, that's down from like $500 or, yeah, $500 when it first launched, so... That's a, a a pretty big discount. I wonder. I wonder if they're getting ready for a PlayStation VR two. I really doubt it, uh, because. But I, I also don't know why it would have to drop the price because it does seem like it's been selling pretty well. So, who knows? Maybe they got a new bundle coming out that they'll you know with up, updated other things, but not necessarily an updated headset. Um, I still don't feel like diving in. I feel like watching. No, this I think, you're, I think you're right. I'm just gonna wave as it goes by. I think right now was that something yeah. earth shattering? Like. I tell you what, if that if the, if they made a VR Star Wars game that people said was pretty good and that didn't get me on board, I don't know what is. Yep, yep. No, I I, I think you're uh, probably in the right zone now. If you haven't jumped on already, just wait. Even with the Vive Pro coming out, that I mean that's way too expensive again. So just wait. Um. Okay. So Mike, you actually you wrote about this story, this uh, Shadow of War, right? It, it, they're making big like big changes, right? Or did you? 
I didn't write, I, I, it happened like late last night, so I flagged it for us, but we didn't get to really cover this. But this is, it's interesting, huh? Yeah, it is. I can tell you about so it. Tell me what they're, 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 yeah, they're, yeah, they're changing their loot boxes, right? So yeah, this game came out like, what, in October last year or something? Um, mm-hmm. It was kind of... Big holiday game. Yeah, before Star Wars, I think it came out in August even, maybe. It came out, but it came out like seven months ago. Before Star Wars, this was kind of the first semi, like, controversy, because it was like loot boxes in a single player game. It's like, you know, the whole point of these games, it has that nemesis system, right, where you can... uh you can get the orcs right that and you can recruit them to your side and become your enemies well it had a real money loot box system where you would get orcs and you could just get them that way you just pay money to you know save time so an update which it's, it's not coming out right away uh is going to just get rid of that functionality and get rid of all premium currency in the game and they're like yeah we found that actually this devalued the uh the concept of the nemesis system uh, it seems like this is something they're doing to, the, uh, apparently a single-player expansion is also coming out very soon, so maybe they're just trying to get some goodwill before that drops. It also seems like, oh uh, man, now you're dropping the, uh, your premium currency thing that probably not as many people are buying it, but, uh, right. it, 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 it does still yeah. feel like another move towards, we're not going to be seeing this stuff very much again in the future if these guys were just like, yeah, we're completely getting rid of it from our game. But it is kind of strange how late it happened. Yes, it's 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 very strange. Uh, it, it feels like I mean, it feels like it's so strange that the thing that the cynical take that you mentioned, like, oh, you're just doing this like as a sign of like, oh, look, we're doing this because you, but really they're not making money anymore. So maybe you're thinking you can get a few more sales if you say, don't worry about these things; they're not in the game anymore. Uh, and maybe maybe they're right about that, but uh, but yeah, that, that that's the only thing I can really think that makes any sense. So. Um, it's not going to happen anymore, though, is it? At least, at least not like this. So. Now, the, I think Battlefront Two scared yeah. everybody pretty well off that, which you know was, like I said, the market kind of correcting itself there a bit. And not even the right. market, I guess, but I guess just the fan base, uh, the I market mean, a little bit. But it seemed it seemed like it hurt some sales for some games enough that yeah, it, you know, the market, but also just I guess consumer activism, if that's a sure. Thing. Uh, yeah, the Reddit's the downvotes. Yes, the Reddits and the downvotes, man. They get they can make the world turn. Um, spy Party, you, are you familiar with this game? Oh, spy I'm Party, familiar with the Spy Party. Yeah, they, it's, it's been, happening. I mean, it feels like it feels like it's been like in development for the last decade. Uh, right, that might even be they might even be right. I'm not sure. Uh, it's been it's, <laughs> it's been in development for a very long time. So this is a uh, uh, sort of a ace not asynchronous, but a uh, non. It's it's a multiplayer game where one place one one person plays a spy and I think other people play party guests and the spy is looking through like a telescope over to other people. This is what it looked like a long time ago. I honestly don't know what it looks like anymore. It still looks like uh, it's one of those yeah, pretend so then, to be an NPC thing, so the other players that know who you are kind of deals. Right. So yeah, all the p- human players that aren't the spy have to try to move like they are a computer character at this party. Um, and then if you screw up, if you do something that's too human, the spy will know and be able to take you out, I think. Um, and it's, it's, you know, it's always been demoed at different shows and it's got a lot of attention and it's never come out. It's been, it's been like, I remember hearing about it like podcasts forever ago. Yeah. It finally has a release date in early access on steam, uh, April 12th. So that's in a couple of days next week, basically. Um, and yeah, early access. So it's not even finished yet. It's going to come out they're going to, do some work on it. I, I mean, it's, it, I think it's pretty crazy that it's finally coming and also that it's, it's still not done, but uh, I'll, <laughs> I'll check it out for sure. Sure. Uh, yeah. It definitely seems like a good, uh, a local multiplayer game. I wonder how it'll work maybe over the internet and if, if it even supports that, I'll have to check that out. Um, 
Dragon Quest XI kind of got its its big unveiling of like when it's coming and uh, it was a West anyways, you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, exactly, yeah. Uh, PlayStation 4 and, PS- and PC, I, I'll have to look up this date, but it's not coming to the Switch until much later. Um, do you think Square Enix just started this generation and thought, or and didn't really think anything of Switch? Like, started yeah. this generation of its games, I guess. Sure. It's I like, mean, and now it, it might be regretting it, I or mean, I don't know. Yeah, this game's been in development. This game came out for, uh, for the 3DS in Japan. We're not getting that version, but... So they obviously still thought that that would be the kind of, you know, portable platform. And uh, I think that's why we're not getting the 3DS version, right? Because they'd rather work on the Switch version, I, I suppose, instead of all spend a lot of that time uh, localizing what is kind of a different version of the game. Yeah, September 4th is when it's coming. Um, coming to PC. Uh, yeah, I mentioned that. I, I'll, I'll probably end up trying this game. I like Dragon Quest Eight, I think, on DS. And I think I tried Nine as well. Um, and, you know, I put like 20 hours into each. They're... they're solid games that maybe have a bit too much grinding for me. Like it just, it felt like the progression wasn't ramping up fast enough for me, but I know lots of people like these games, but it seems like this is the one where they, where Square Enix is like, we are going to make our big splash in the West with this series. Finally in a monster hunter world sort of way. And I don't know if it's going to have that. I don't think, I don't know if it's going to have that effect. We'll see as much as I had gotten into JRPGs the last really 10 years of my life. I still haven't really, fallen in love with dragon quest yet i've tried a few times i played about half of nine i bought four when that was remade on was it the ds or 3ds i think ds and it didn't get into that so um i mean i i would probably try this for sure but i I don't know maybe this series is just my thing yep uh finally valve has removed the steam machine section from steam so uh previously you could go yeah i know right big surprise you, previously, you could go to the the front page of Steam, hover over the hardware section, uh, and that tab would have a drop down menu, and it would be like Vive, uh, Steam Controller, uh, Steam Link, and Steam Machines. Now, Steam Machines is no longer listed there. the 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 systems like the PCs, and these were like the console like uh, PCs that Steam that Valve made in conjunction with other hardware partners. So it was really made by Alienware and Asus and all these other companies. Uh, but it, they sold it through steam and it, it, and it ran the steam OS, the Linux based operating system. Uh, and it, they never took off. Um, and you could still find them on steam. If you like, you're really looking for them, but the section's no longer on the front page. They are clearly phasing these things out. It's just, um, of course they are because who, no, I mean, this does, they never made sense and they, and they never, did any work to help them make more sense at any point? Yeah, because it's such a bizarre thing. There's a lot of excitement around it. Oh, Linux was that was a big thing, maybe the most important thing. But I, I, I think the whole there's a bunch of Steam machine things was was also problematic. Yeah, I can understand help. why they were excited about like, oh, there's all these choices. I still think that they had just made like one Steam machine, and you know, you can even build some excitement around the fact like, look, Valve made hardware, right? Instead, you kind of had right. Them partnering with like people, all these different people, and, and no no single machine ever stood out. Um, mm-hmm. it's, yeah, it's one of those things where right. good, good. The one thing that did but, stand out was the Steam Link. The Steam Link st- stood out, and that's what I think anyone who was already into this stuff would just get a Steam Link and use that instead, and that works fine. That's what I have, and yeah, I'm not going to buy a whole separate PC that I have to maintain. Um, you know, I, I guess I do have one for VR down there, but I still end up using the Steam Link way way more often. So yeah, it, it didn't make any sense. Um, I, uh, you know, you, you, you're mentioning like, oh, it'd be great if like, you know, they would just say, hey, Steam made hardware. Uh, and d- it does seem like that is where they maybe are headed if they try anything like this again. Um, I think you were at the event where they were saying maybe they would let they would talk about 
like the idea of using hardware in conjunction with their software and, and rolling something out together. And they were jealous of Nintendo. They've said that they've been saying that for a couple of years. Cause I remember uh, Gabe said that when I was there last year in 27 and yeah, 2017, um, he said something sim- similar. He's like, yeah, we work on like VR and Vive and the, you know, the companies we look to are Nintendo cause they are building software experiences for the hardware. And we're trying to maybe start thinking about doing that same thing. So they've been repeating that and maybe realizing that the steam machines didn't work because of exactly what you ran down. So, so we'll see if they, uh, if they ship this strategy up and come out with anything similar in the future, I don't know if they need to I think we're still in a point where people are just, people are just going to keep building their PCs. Yeah. That's fine. It's like, it should be making video games instead. Yeah. That's a crazy idea. Yeah. Um, Mike, that, that does it for the news. You want to get on to this, uh, this topic, the best games of March, 2018. Yeah, although you're gonna, I think you're gonna be upset with me by how how few of these I played. Yeah, I, I, well, yeah, this might be this honestly, might be all you. Yeah, I'm upset with you, Mike. Yeah, I know. I was kind of hoping you would at least try Nino Kuni too. I know. I haven't started people it like yet. that. Well, because I got my code too late to review it, and then uh, no, GDC no. happened. Same thing right. with uh, Detective Pikachu. Really, I, I just didn't have GDC kind of messed up my timing with some of these things. So. uh uh, so you didn't that, touch that, Detective Pikachu. I have not touched you? Detective Pikachu. You're the worst. The only game I played on your oh, list was uh, so do we Save Thieves, which I played a do little we put bit. Car- do we put Kirby on here? <sighs> Kirby Star Allies came out in March. It sure did. It's not very so good. So no. No, yeah. Um, okay, so e- here are the games I've had, I have listed. Uh, Far Cry 5, Nino Kuni 2, A Way Out, Detective Pikachu, and Sea of Thieves. Is there anything uh, that came out in March at all that you would like to talk about that you would like to mention before we maybe like pick some of these games that are actually probably better. I mean, Kirby, we talked about a little bit a couple weeks ago and you mentioned that was bad. So yeah, we, what the heck was that? I, I play all months. I don't know. Yeah, Fortnite. Let's play Fortnite. I'm, yeah, dude, get the, give us the times, huh? March, 2018 video game. I don't think so, man. I mean, you're the worst. Well, I think it was that exciting, right? Like Far Cry Five, I guess, was a big right. release, and I was really yeah. not on board to do that again. I, you know, yeah, I, no, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I, I was kind of hoping for one of these games to jump out and like become like the must-play game. I, I mean, I think Far Cry Five did that for a lot of people. Sure, it's probably um, the most high-profile release, at least, right? Yeah, yeah, and and I, it probably is number one on this list. If I'm like sure. from being honest in terms of gameplay, I, I, I have my problems with it, but. Uh, you know, no doubt it's a solid, solidly built open world game. It's, it's, it's one of those and it's a good one of those. Um, I, but like, I was like, okay, yeah, Nino Kuni 2, people were talking it up, but no one was like, no one's saying like, oh, this is going to be my game of the year. Oh, it's a like niche thing, right? It is. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, there's p- even people that are way into that niche. I was kind of like, let's see what they look like, no, what they sure. come out saying. Everyone's like, oh, this is, this is really fun. And it's like, this, that, all right, that's great to hear. Uh, people were talking like, oh, it's like dark cloud where you build your city and like, that's awesome. Um, but even those people didn't seem like overly Super enthusiastic, enthusiastic to the point, sure. yeah, to the point where I'm like, I got to go try this out for myself where, you know, I'll, I'll probably, maybe I will once it's on sale on steam or something, uh, a way out. Like, you know, I played a little bit of it, but I, I could tell it's not my jam already. People were, seems... Yeah. People weren't like super high on that one either. Really? Huh? Right. Yeah. No. Um, and then see if thieves, like we, we've talked about it a little bit. Uh, no, we've talked about it quite a bit at this point. It has its, it has its problems. Um, and it is, it is a hollow shell right now. And it's got a really cool outer shell. Like some, there's some cool stuff happening there. Uh, and I, I still really like some parts of it. Um, but it, it's hard to, you know, 
give that full throated support as well. Um, so I, I, I honestly, if, if we're going to do it this way, if, if you got, uh, if you haven't played any of these, I, I would probably just go far cry five, number one, and then see if thieves number two, and then maybe not have a third game this month. Um, just cause I don't feel quite good about any of the other ones. Yeah. They're the worst. Yeah. They're just P I just, I got the Nino Kuni too. I just threw it right in the trash, Mike. <laughs> no. Jerk. Um, does that work for you, Far Cry 5, and then see That's fine teams? by me. It wasn't, yeah. I mean, I'm going to get to Nino Kune, and I'll let you know what's up there. Yeah, we, we can always, like, revise these. These uh, aren't binding or anything. Yeah. We'll the problem is I got another high-profile PlayStation 4 game I'm reviewing now, which will take people a lot of work to figure out what that is, so. Yeah, for sure. Man, I can't believe you already got Spider-Man. You uh, <laughs> scoop Game Informer. Well done. Take that. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm uh, looking forward to see what Game Informer has to say about uh, Spider-Man tomorrow. Hopefully... Hopefully they can really just uh, get me into that hype cycle and I could just be swept away. Yeah, um, me too. I'm hoping. Yeah, but we'll see. Um, okay, Mike, I think I think that's all, all it for this month. Um, I'm gonna hit. I'm gonna hit this button. It's gonna be after music. It's gonna. It's gonna make your brother mad. <laughs> yes, apparently the song. It's it's too long. Apparently. Yeah. All right. So it's also too quiet, but that's okay. Uh, Mike, why don't you tell people where they can find you on the internet? You can find me on gamesbeat.com. Uh, always right there, and I'm also always uh, doing the podcast with my brother AJ, Exploding Barrel Podcast at ebpodcast.com. And you can also find me on Twitter at Tolkoto, T O L K O T O. And I am at Jeff Grubb on Twitter. Uh, you can get me on YouTube at uh, youtube.com slash Jeffrey Grubb. Um, on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Jeff Grubb. Um, I'm, I'm streaming there all the time now. At least most Friday nights still doing the PUBG family dinners. Um, I'm thinking about actually playing some more of Pixar and Star Wars Battlefront 2 on the stream here pretty soon at some point. Got packs coming up. Uh, not sure what that's going to do for the podcast next week. I think what it means is I'm going to record something there. But, Mike, if I don't, if I get too busy, or if I get sick and I have to stay home, uh, be prepared to record next week, and we'll come back with you guys with more video games then. In the meantime, enjoy your uh, enjoy the rest of your week, and we'll see you then. Bye.